0: Welcome to Write Stuff Radio, where we showcase Christian authors worldwide. Each week, join me for a new author and a great new book to add to your library. welcome to the right stuff. I'm the Queen Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to be talking to my returning guest co-host and contributor today, Rick Norris. He is the author of his newest release, In the Beginning, Angelic Wars, and it has released this year. And I am so excited to showcase it to you on the show. We've had Rick on the show before, always so glad to follow what he's doing. And what makes his books unique is that he adds musical elements to them. And we're going to share a little bit of that later on in the broadcast. What I want to thank you all for, too, is that I have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for the past nine years. And as God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help out, simply go to patreon.com slash stuff and see what you can do. And as always, we covet your prayers. To stay up to date with PJC Media, simply go to pjcmedia.net, click that pink subscribe button, and you'll never, ever have to miss a show. And so, without further ado, I'm going to bring on my guest co-host today, Rick Norris. Rick, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, Parker. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's always great to be in the company of the most prolific author I've ever met.
0: (laughs) Please, Rick, please.
1: Your inspiration to us all. Uh, it's, uh that's amazing.
0: You are extremely kind, Rick, and I enjoy talking to you, as you already know. For my listeners out there, Rick has been a help to me offline as well as online, and I like to always publicly state that these relationships that we build as Right Stuff are not just for the show. They're for Christian community, for connection, for prayer help. So Rick has been a value to me behind the scenes as well. And recently, I wanted to have him on the show to discuss his third book in this series, When I first read his book in the first series, I was blown away. And then he wrote a prequel that I enjoyed. Then he wrote the second book. and Now this is the third book. And we're not going to get too detailed about the third book because this is the last book in the trilogy. But I do want Rick to discuss this so you can just get a hint of what's going on in this tale. But before I do that, Rick, go ahead and let our listeners know just a bit about yourself.
1: Well, I have been involved in ministry work for quite a long time. I grew up in a Catholic church, and in my early years, 12 years, I put my time in, 12 years in school. But then we went off to another Christian church. My wife and I were married, which was called the Vineyard, and we actually did ministry work. We taught Sunday school. I mostly taught the teenagers for 31 years. And so I became a Bible teacher in that course of teaching adults. And now I'm an online minister, an online missionary for an organization where I talk to hundreds of people every year around the world who are investigating uh, Jesus or have already committed themselves to it. And I actually started something new on this line: is that I started actually a Bible study for people to join. So I've had 150 people join this Bible study, which keeps me busy for a couple hours every morning, and uh, it's fun. I mean, I mean everybody drops off at some point, like all of us are, you know, struggling to stay on our annual Bible study courses, but that's okay. If they just want to read one chapter of John, the Gospel of John, that's one chapter they wouldn't have read anyway. So but I have lots that have gone almost through the, the Gospel of John, and then we will go to another book. And it's been uh, very exciting. And so this is something that I do daily that always keeps me in the word, and when I go to write my novels, I always have footnotes to the Bible, even though there are fiction and these are fantasy. But I will, when the angels speak, they will be speaking with scripture many times, and sometimes when the bad guys speak or Satan speak, they will distort scripture just like they, just like uh, Satan did when he was tempting Christ and. Uh, in the third chapter of Matthew. So it's a lot of fun to be writing fantasy and just another way of pushing the gospel in a different way.
0: And I remember when we had a little disagreement about one aspect of your book and you were like, you know what? It's okay. You don't have to agree. The whole point of having those footnotes in fiction is for the reader to go and investigate for themselves. And that was one of the reasons why you had it, which I thought was a phenomenal idea. And I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that you added that. And even though it is fiction, our biblical aspect of the fiction allows us to say, hey, this is also biblical in the real world. So that's what I liked about it too. And I like that you're doing the Bible study. That seems very exciting.
1: Yeah, it is. It's really exciting. And what I'm going to do with that because I'm actually going to open up one on my website, angelicwars.com, and it's coming up very soon. And there are people that started or joined one on a Facebook group page, but that was just too hard to get through with all the comments and everything. So I think it's easier in a blog setting. So I'm going to be doing that also on uh, my webpage. And so just, I mean, it's just something that that's what I think I've been called to do, to teach. And I've always said that I can learn a lot from a person who's been teaching the Bible for years and years, as I can learn from somebody who just became a new Christian yesterday. The new Christians have a lot to offer when you're teaching the Bible and also when you're learning it. And I've learned things just from these people. In Africa, that I'm dealing with a lot that are learning the Bible and my online missionary stuff, because they have such great insights, the Holy Spirit speaks to people in different ways, regardless of how many pages you've read in the Bible.
0: I think, too, with that dynamic, it gives you a refreshing look, a refreshing appreciation for who the Lord is because some of us have walked with the Lord for a long time and maybe that leads to people becoming more distant to not being as close to getting cool in their faith. It needs to be on fire and you put yourself in a position where you're constantly stimulated by people who want to learn about the Bible, people who are new to this walk with Christ and you have a wonderful opportunity to keep your own fire going. And like you said, just because they're new to the faith, it doesn't, mean they don't have insights. And that's exciting. So I'm really happy for you that you're doing that. And I bet when you were a little boy in Catholic school, you did not know this was going to be your life, did
1: you? No, I did not. (laughs) In fact, here's a very interesting thing, is that we used to take standardized tests. And believe it or not, my lowest score was always English. And it was because of vocabulary. And uh, when I grew up, and this is something so different than our family, there was not a single novel in our household till I was in ninth grade, not one. I was not encouraged to read. And I don't blame my, my, my mother and father were divorced when I was five, but it's something that my wife and I changed. We taught our sons to read uh, when they were very, very young. And, and the first boy was reading uh, Lord of the Rings by the third grade.
0: That is an accomplishment, particularly when you come from that type of background. As most people know, I have been reading since I learned how to read from granny. So. I can't imagine not having a book, but I'm so glad that you said that because I want people who are listening to be inspired by the different backgrounds that we showcase on Right Stuff. Here is someone who had low grades in English writing and teaching classes and doing lots of good things. So it doesn't matter what your beginning was, your end is not set. So what they say, it's a comma, not a period, right? So we talked about a little bit about you. So now I want to dig into the last book of this trilogy, or maybe I should say quad because we do have a prequel there as well. But Let's talk about it and I have to let our listeners know I am always invigorated by stories that focus on pre-earth, pre-history, pre-fall or right during the fall because these authors take really interesting takes on the events in heaven. And so in this book, we are talking about the war. So let's go ahead and give our listeners a taste of what they can expect in this third book of this series.
1: Sure. Okay. So we have a prequel and two full books. So we got two and a half, or whatever we want to call, it, in the series right now. So just to give a background, the first prequel is only 46 pages called, you know, The Angelic Words, Into the Mind of Lucifer. And that is where, that's actually the one book that rubs some people the wrong way, because I actually do it from the point of view of Lucifer in this fall. And as I state in my description, I give Lucifer 46 pages the status case. And that's free actually online into the mind mind of Lucifer. The first book is Angelic Wars First Rebellion is when God had commissioned, God's uh, guardian cherub had commissioned seven angels to lead the uh, fight against Satan in heaven. And they had to first find out who was rebelling, and then they offered them grace, just like Jesus offered us grace in the first time that he came into this earth. The book right now that came out this year, Angelic Wars, End of the Beginning, that one is where the angels now turn the judgment and push Lucifer out of uh, heaven. So the structure of this way is similar with Jesus, he came the first time with grace, the second time he comes in judgment. And so in this case, in this book, there is a lot of fighting and, you know, it's like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, but it's in heaven. And so it's uh, definitely deals with not only the external battles of the angels, but also the internal struggles of what they're dealing with, the good angels and the bad angels. And because You know, people would say, well, no, angels were created perfect. Well, if they were created perfect, one third of them wouldn't have fallen from heaven. You know, if they didn't have a free will to decide to stay with God or not, then Lucifer never would have left and uh, brought a lot, one third of them with him. So that's a big premise that I believe in, uh, even though I I truly believe that the whole concept of what happens in the spirit world currently in the past and the future is beyond our comprehension. And my my rationale from that is the book of Revelation, where John says the word like so many times. He's trying to describe things, but it's beyond his words. So in this book, just like all my books, we have music. I wrote the music, composed the music. It's a musical novel. So when the angels are going in the battle or when the angels are distraught or depressed they will sing a song because angels sing. That's one of the things that we've learned from Bibles that angels sing. And so they sing to you as a reader. So in the hardback, it is a QR code that you scan. And in the eBooks, it's a link straight to the music.
0: When it comes to this book, and I apologize, Rick, I was confusing your book with another book that had like four books in the series. So my apology for that. But when it comes to these books, when you have that immersive quality, the music is really what makes the book shine. So tell us a little bit about the background behind the music, who created it, where did you get the idea from, was it something you thought of, and I, I know the answer, but just for our newer listeners out there, <laughs> go ahead and share it with them.
1: Well, the story that I've, I've told, it's actually in the acknowledgments in the first book, is that, you know, I had this idea about kind of like a Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, with the angels in heaven, and I've been a musician since I was six. My dad was a rockabilly singer, actually, according to Capitol Records. So I grew up with a guitar in my hand. But I thought that there would be something very interesting to have a book that has a different dimension of uh, characters. Characters, as we read, we kind of learn about the characters they develop. But then when you have another dimension of music, you're picking up something totally different. You're picking up their attitude. You're picking up their personalities. And so you're learning more about them. And I, all the reviews, many reviews I get, and people I say that, they just really gravitate to some of these characters because they're hearing their voice. They're hearing them when they are really distraught because they're failing. The song that we'll be playing at the leader, Zarius, uh, is really feeling like everything's falling apart. He was picked as the leader to lead God's armies, and it's just not going the way he expected it to go. Like most things in our lives don't go the way we them to go, but God's always in control. So I had this idea, and I was on a plane flight. And this woman sat next to me, and she saw she must have seen the book I was reading I think I was maybe it was reading something like Augustine's City to God or something that was christian based it wasn't the bible and and she said, "You're a Christian I said, yeah and so she and so we started talking and she started telling about herself and that she was her husband just died of an aneurysm just six months before, and she had two teenage daughters and the story really touched me, but then she found out that she had m s like a month or so, and so then she started asking about me, and I started telling her about myself. And then um, I had said that, yeah, I had this idea about writing this book and about music and angels and angels fighting. And, and, and she kind of grabbed my arm and said, write the book. And she looked at my ear, and I said, okay, I, I will. And I'll get to it someday. She said, no, no, write the book now. And so I said, okay. And I was, I was amazed that here's this woman who's going through so much of her life, and she's concerned about me. So I set out to write the book and the second book, uh, into the beginning has some really amazing musicians. Now I've written all the music. I've written all the lyrics and all the music. I have two other producers, Lyle Johnson and my, and my son, Devin Norris. Devin has a great career going. He writes music for television and commercials and different things, uh, has a, a great music theory background, a great panel player. So they're really good on putting this together, but I write everything out. And I do what we call a scratch track, where I use software where I play all the instruments on a keyboard. And that includes all the vocals and all the choir parts. And then I give it to them, and they start finding musicians that they know. And they have, especially Devin has an extensive people in the Los Angeles area that he's played music with. And they start putting some amazing musicians. I mean, some of these musicians have toured around the world. They played on television. They played on live concerts that you see and some of these singers I, I have. And it's been really a lot of fun. And I was just saying this to somebody the other day. You know, when you write the music and you play it by yourself. You know, you, you feel feel like you accomplished something. But when you hear somebody else who has a super duper trained voice or who is an accomplished sax player or or something like that, that starts putting, you know, starts putting the piece together. It really, as a songwriter and composer, it really hits me. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, I never thought this could sound so good, you know, compared to what I had in my head, you know? And I think it's, It's something that any artist can say in that if you're writing something, let's say you're painting a painting, you know, you're painting a a landscape and you have this image in your head, but then you start adding your touches to it and different things. And you look back and say, wow, I never thought this can look this way. And I think that's a lot with the gifts that God gives us is that we give so little for what we have, like five loaves and two fish, and he takes it and he blesses it and he gives it back to us and does much better things. So I've been very excited with this. I hope the readers like the music because it does come from my heart. And a lot of it really comes from my personal experience at some time. There's one song in the first book where I have a bridge, one of the songs that talks about depression because I go through depression sometimes. And I try to put that into words. And people that have actually gone through depression actually have heard it and felt like, yeah, that is something. But it's also uplifting for somebody in depression too.
0: I like the aspect of having that personal touch and how the woman led you down this path. And she was so generous in her considerations of you, someone she doesn't know. And I really like that aspect of the story, which is why I wanted you to share it with our listeners. And then, of course, our listeners are going to be able to hear just about one or two minutes of the song, because so, uh, I want you to go ahead and pick up the book, End the Beginning. And even that title should bring something to you because End the Beginning, it's referencing the beginning of the end, right? But it's the beginning of the end for the angelic.
1: Well, it's, it's the opposite. It's the end of the beginning. The beginning was the angels fighting, but it was actually evil being created or not I want to say created evil
0: unleashed
1: yeah unleashed yeah and so it's only the end of the beginning because what happens after this in the book that I'm writing on now writing now which I'm three quarters the way through it comes out in 2023 is that the war now changes to the spiritual battle for human souls. It's no longer for the angels uh, battling for angels not to be not to leave heaven or be thrown out of heaven, but it's now spiritual battles going on in the spirit world for minor characters in the Bible.
0: I love that. And I love it when we put a spotlight on the minor characters. Like my old pastor used to say, let Tonto toot his horn too. <laughs> my pastor used to say that yeah. all the time. For those of you who are younger than me, I'm not going to tell you the reference. Go look it up. <laughs>
1: I just wanted to mention to your readers that if they're interested, go to my website, angelicwars.com, and I actually have two free books on there. One of them actually is another side story. It's a short story of more of a earthly connection to the Angelic Wars series.
0: And so right now we're going to listen to just a few bars of the song that's being embedded in In the Beginning right here. I know that I should never fear
1: Teach me Your way. You are my rock And my salvation You give me strength To care
0: I know our listeners definitely enjoy just that quick snippet of the song we just played. So in the few moments that we have left, first of all, I want to thank you for being here with me. I know we didn't talk too much about the story because we of know how it's going to end because we kind of know from the Bible, but I really want to encourage our listeners to pick up their copy of End of the Beginning. Like you said, it's a story of evil being unleashed. And now can't wait to have you back. We're going to see about how that plays out in the natural realm, the spiritual, not spiritual realm, but in the natural realm here on earth through minor characters of the Bible. So I can't wait for you to come back onto the show and share that story with us. And it's not like you have a choice, actually. So you're going to have to just come back and do it anyway. But in a few moments, I would love for you to go ahead and encourage our aspiring authors out there today.
1: Sure. You know, when I first started writing years ago, 10 plus years ago, I went to a Christian book conference, which I, I recommend going to at least one because you get some good feedback on your writing. But when I gave my first five pages or wherever you gave to a, to a, a, a judge person or it's a, a critic, we sat down to talk about it. What he told me was, He said, you were obviously a storyteller. You could tell a story. He says, all you have to learn, though, is the easy part, and that's the craft of writing. And that was very encouraging because I think what you should do is think about how imaginative you are as an inspiring writer and what kind of stories you can create because there are lots of resources and there's lots of people out there and editors, for example, that can help you develop the craft and find your voice. So don't get too hung up on that part. The main thing is that you can tell a story.
0: And Rick, I want to thank you again for being with me on the show today. As always, you know I enjoy having you and can't wait to have you back and have you back real soon.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's always great to be here and speak with you and talk to your readers.
0: And we were talking today to Rick Norris. He is the author of the last book in his trilogy, Angelic Wars. This one is called End of the Beginning, available at Amazon.com or wherever book first sold. There's more where that came from. If you enjoyed the musical addition to this story, so make sure you go to his website and listen to some of the music there as well as get an opportunity to get one of two free books or maybe both of them. Go ahead and find out more about it by going to his website today. I want to thank Rick for being with us. I hope you were listening to what he said about encouraging you to write when he shared his own story. His own story at the beginning said he couldn't do this, and yet here he is. What are you basing your end on? Is it for what you were before, or are you going to change that narrative now? Remember, the way you started is not the way you're going to finish. So go ahead, pick up the pen, and write stuff. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the queen, Parker J., and you have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day.